And I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Never fear change. Life is too short for fear. Chase what is desired. I can do this all day. Would you mind identifying what you are? We're the best friend squad. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Welcome to the rodeo. Ladies and gentlemen, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. This is the way. I have spoken. Welcome to the Skiffy and Fanny Show. I'm Sean, and today on Signaboost, we have Libya Brenda to talk about a larger reality and a larger reality 2.0, which is called the timeline in which we don't go extinct, which sounds like it would be a really wonderful um, how-to book on how not to have the apocalypse, but we may talk about that <laughs> in a minute. Uh, and uh, a larger reality originally was an anthology for the Mexican X uh, initiative, um, John, by John Picaccio, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about all of that. So welcome to the show, Livia. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. I am right now in the Mexico City, so it's very exciting to me uh be talking to you guys. Well, especially, like, isn't it great we have this Skype thing so we can talk to each other across the world? <laughs> My God, thank you, because we are in the 21st century. Like, really, it's it's wonderful. <laughs> I'm in northern Minnesota, so I'm way on the, not quite oh all God. the way to the farthest north point you can get, but getting pretty close. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Northern than me, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, we, we definitely have weather that I imagine Mexico City has never seen. Well, uh, we don't have snow here. So, yeah, I think it's pretty different. Although now uh, this week has been like a little bit London-y because it has been like raining and not sun. But no, we're nothing like you guys. Like you have below zero freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting really close. So... And I'm a little excited. <laughs> I love the cold. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I prefer the cold, but uh, bear in mind, I don't know those types of cold. So I may see snow in the movies and sometime, uh, someday I will I will get there and, and meet the snow for the first time. And I'm very excited about that perspective, actually. <laughs> it should be fun. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's start by uh, getting you to tell us a little bit about a larger reality, the uh, original anthology and then a larger reality 2.0 or called the timeline in which we don't go extinct. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being interested in the project. As you said in the intro, uh, a larger reality, the first, uh, the first anthology that was made a uh, past year in 2018, uh, everything became together when John Picasso uh, set the Mexican X initiative and he called us, uh, to be together and go to San Jose, California, to the Worldcon. And I literally had like this idea of why don't we make a book about our work? Because we are going to be together. And my idea was uh, I don't want to get to that party empty handed. <laughs> and also in a more serious note, uh, I want to have something to give people when they ask for our work. So if we were going to be together, I, I thought, let's put a book together because we are writers and stuff. So I kind of did this between uh, April and and August, which was crazy <laughs> because it was very short time and everybody was great about it. Like awesome. Everybody was super generous and everybody was on board. And every every people I, I contact that doesn't even knew me. 
and finally accept my proposal received a you know uh in um in the facebook messenger like a little uh message for me like oh hi i'm livia brenda you don't know me we are in the mexican x initiative let's make a book <laughs> and many people said yes actually and that was very surprising and very cool and it was super hard work but it was really really great to do it and finally we well we make the book and we made it um, a very, very short uh, run, just 200 copies. And uh, Julia Rios, that is uh, one of the collaborators and a uh, gr- great editor and a friend now, said to me, uh, who's going to pay for that? And I was like, well, maybe me, I don't know. And she said, no, 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 you cannot do that. So uh, long story short, uh, she, with her uh, teammate at the time, that people from Fireside Magazine make a Kickstarter campaign. And thanks to that campaign, we be, we, uh, we be able to pay the writers and the translators and uh, everybody involved in the anthology and to print the book. And we actually carry almost the 200 copies to San Jose, California in our suitcases, <laughs> which was also crazy. So all those <laughs> adventures you can, yeah, all those adventures you can read in uh, mexicanexinitiative.com site, which not only contains the anthology for downloading from a Dropbox, uh, but also get nominated uh, for a Hugo this year, <laughs> which was incredible. I was super excited because Julia put together all these uh, interviews and material about we Mexican and Me- Mexican-American people going to the Worldcon and the whole experience. And uh, the site became nominated for a Hugo in the uh, best-related work category. So this year we went to Dublin, <laughs> thanks to that. I remember I met you in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was great. So it, it has been a really crazy, great, wonderful adventure and very surprising because if you had told me in January of 2018 that right now I will be talking to you about this, I will be laughed and I will be said, yeah, right. <laughs> so it, it was, it has been wonderful. So the thing with the Mexican X initiative, among other many wonderful things, was that for us in Mexico, we said like, okay, so this is also for us. We are not just disconnected, even if we don't talk the same language. We can do stuff translating them. We can have like, you know, a bond uh, and we can make friends and we can make work, uh, you know, work uh, related things. So it was really great. And this year, because I am still the same crazy person that I was the past year, I was like, hmm. I'm going to go to Dublin. Hmm. Why don't we make another anthology? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, uh, uh, this is a silly note, but in a serious tone or vice versa. I don't know. I am uh, the next uh, Wednesday, the next Miércoles, uh, I, I became 45 years old. I, it's, it, it's going to be my birthday, the 30th of October. So at my age, I was like, I want to, I want to do things like um, not in the safe place necessarily, but I want to steer things a bit because I think this is worth it. You know, science fiction has been has been my love, and literary, speculative, and uh, fantastic literature has been my love like for all my life. And I am a very slow uh, like writer, but as an editor. I have experience and I have like a lot of ideas and I really, really like 
make books. You know, I, I really, really love to cre- coordinate projects. I don't know why, because it's really hard work and sometimes it's a pain in the ass, but I really like, like to do it. So I saw this opportunity and I said, okay, this is not for me. This is not about making money or even making like uh, working connections, which is a very maybe silly thing to silly way to thinking because I'm not I'm not thinking in a capitalist way. <laughs> I'm thinking more in a uh, I don't know outside of the system way. But that being said, I really like to create projects. So I thought I'm I'm going to make a new project now, but I'm not going to make the same thing that I did past year because. Number one, where is the fun in that? <laughs> Number two, I think we can do more things. Like we can try new things and take little risks. So this year I put together another anthology uh, which has 50 people, more than 50 people involved. Uh, it has no money on it, uh, which is a bummer because I would love to be able to pay my collaborators. But uh I I didn't do it on time, so I couldn't like cover that part. But people still being generous and still being great and still being like, no, this project sounds cool, wanted to participate. So I, I literally just took like the name of the first anthology and make it like the, um, I don't know, the, I don't know how to call it in English, <laughs> but the, make it like the slogan. Yeah, yeah, kind of a slogan. And this is number two because it's the second uh, of the series, but I am thinking of making a series until, I don't know, I get rid of ideas, I guess. <laughs> so this is the <laughs> number two. But the, the title, as you said, is uh, a timeline in which we don't go extinct. And this is due because of, this is due to, I said to the people that were writers and also illustrators and also scientists, I said to them, I'll give you three themes about, based on science. And in, you can pick whatever you, whatever theme you want and you can make your thing. You can make a, a short story or you can make an, an illustration or a comic or you can make a, an, a scientific article for people that is not a specialist. And everybody was like, oh, it sounds good. Oh, it sounds cool. Yeah, give me the three themes. So I'll give, I gave them um, bacteria and viruses. I'll give them the um, PKG, like uh, volcano, lava, uh, dinosaur thing. <laughs> and I gave them uh, uh, alternative universes and string theory and stuff theme those three themes were the basis or the of the new anthology and each writer uh make a just 350 word short 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 story like flash fiction actually uh each illustrator make whatever they wanted that i have uh 12 people make making illustrations john picasso was super generous past year and he donated the cover uh image and this year he do did did practically the same. He gave me an image that was not created for this anthology, but was like, uh, uh, you know, uh, the donation was, you can, you can use this as your, like the, the equivalent of a cover, because this year I do not have a printed book. I have a, a electronic publication, a dynamic publication. Anyway, uh, the scientists um, were, I, I just like pick one theme for each and they wrote an article about one uh, article about one of the themes and that became the new anthology basically and because 
I didn't think that just doing a you know a, a static website was a real electronic publication and then I encountered with a team that makes really great stuff they uh they they make this proposal about making it's like a like a video game like an old fashioned video game uh, yeah. in which yeah in which you go uh, like the computer tells you what to do and you type things and you make uh, choices and you go and um as long as you go uh, in the video game and you like uh, go up into levels you receive as prizes you know uh, a short story or an image or an article so it's uh, it has 11 levels and at the end you have the whole material now if you said oh come on i cannot be bothered with that there is also uh, a plain nice old fashioned ebook <laughs> so i don't know i think that uh, sums everything up about the uh, the two projects yeah yeah and, and i'm glad you brought up the game uh everything you said has like driven me in the directions for some of the questions I really wanted to ask you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess I'll start with with the game, and it's not so much, I guess, a question, because you kind of told us about it already, uh, but I, I found it really interesting as a, I was kind of playing around with it this morning, because uh, when I went to, went on there, I was like, well, there's a, there's a thing that says play. What do you, what do you mean play? It's, it's a book. What are you talking uh-huh, about? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I started playing around with it, and I was like, Oh, this is a thing where you could get sucked in for many hours and I, oh, yeah. and I have to prepare for this interview. So I, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> so I played around with it a little bit and I, I find it really interesting because it is like an interactive way of playing with a very classic medium, right? Guys, you said there is an ebook version in case, you know, maybe the gaming aspect is not something that you connect with, but I thought it was just a really fun way to kind of approach having an anthology as having this mapping experience through a kind of uh, text-based video game. And it was just really cool. Yeah, I think, yeah, as you said, it's an interactive publication. It's an interactive way. And I think, you know, uh, making books different than just linear reading, it's something that we have been doing for years now, uh, even before internet, whatever. But uh, that being said, here in Mexico, in science fiction, I haven't seen something like this, and uh, it's it's not easy to make a interactive, really interactive publication, and it's not easy to pull everything up. Uh, I think I have been very, very lucky because the people that I have encountered and tell the ideas that I have and connect with them, they are very, very, very generous, and they are very like they have they like to play, and I like to play too. In in the way that to make things not necessarily number one in the traditional ways and number two, uh, like I like to experiment because this is science fiction. You know, this is a speculative fiction. Liter- fantastic literature always experiment with ideas and with worlds and with words. So why don't we experiment with the media itself? It can be fun and it can be also like for shaking things thinks a little bit as you as a writer as you said you can be sucked into this thing and i i'm so glad to use you to say that because some people is like oh i don't understand this and and they they just go but uh people that is younger and people that that likes video games or stuff like that has shown a lot of interest and has said like oh i love this what is this this is interesting this is fun and also 
it's still a book, you know, a book. It doesn't have to be just a rectangular thing with l letters on it or, or just a, a something in the screen that you scroll down and read. You can also be more participated. That being said, you can like the ebook. It has a, it has a, a, a an order. I I, I choose how to co how to put together the whole material, but the video game uh, has a different one, and you can read it uh, however you choose. I mean, you can do that in every type of book, even if it's it's in paper and you have an anthology. You don't read the anthology for number one to number ten. You, you read the anthology however you like, but. If the people can interact with the publication and have an experience that expands that, I think it's it's cool, and I think uh, I don't know, it's it's worth the the experiment, you know. I totally agree, and I think that I, I know some people are not going to be very into video games, and especially like text-based ones, because they can. That I think. They used to make a lot more sense when they were more common, and I think for a lot mm -hmm. of people who are familiar with games, they're way more used to the visual, but I think if you're struggling, just kind of give it some time, and it'll sort of give a payoff as you kind of open different aspects of it, and you kind of learn how the system works. It's really about, like, stepping out of your comfort zone to have a unique experience with a literary product, and so I, I that's what I would say, is give it a shot and, like, really kind of play around and kind of figure out how how to how to play the game as it were and then eventually it'll it'll sort of become it'll it'll like snap into place yeah yeah i think so too it's weird because as you said it's a retro video game which in a electronic era uh retro it's just oh two years ago it's so retro but at the same time it's <laughs> something new and it's something unusual so it's a it's a weird combination i know it's it's hard to pull off uh, the, the whole thing because yeah, uh, it's uh, you can be a little bit confused at the beginning if you are not a, a video game player. And because it's text, you have to read a lot and you have to pay attention what to read. That has nothing to do with the material in the book. This is another universe that was created specifically to like to host this material. So you have uh, like, a, like a Russian doll thing, you know, you have the video game just for the sake of it. You have the video game with a story within it and you have the, the, the anthology that is the final like goal if you play this video game. So there is a lot of levels and I don't know, I find that appealing and interesting and I am not even a video game player, <laughs> but when when they, when the people that that made it uh, proposed it to me, I was like very very happy because I was like, yes, let's make this experiment. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe, maybe nobody plays it and people just download the ebook, which is fine. But I, I'm sure some people it's going to connect with this, and uh, the the response has been slow but very very good. And because this is an independent project, you know, we more depend on social media and stuff like these. You guys are like doing right now that is taking interest in this and dedicated some time to it. But I think it can be, yeah, it, it can be uh, very like rewarding doing stuff like this. And probably next year, if I have time and energy, I'm going to want it to be another, I'm going to want to make another anthology. And I'm sure it's going to be different than these two. And probably it's going to be less ambitious the the this year's uh, uh, book. But uh, that being said, I really love this project. And the past year project, of course, I really love it too. So I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm putting my whole like being into this, uh, into these anthologies. 
That's that's really fantastic to hear. So I I, I want to jump to an, a a thing that is actually a little bit related to the 2.0, given the the premise of providing the kind of scientific starting point for the various creators who are involved, because you're also uh, involved in a in a group called Cumulo de Tesla. Uh huh. Yeah, you can you can translate it as Tesla's cluster, I guess. Oh, Tesla's cluster. That that yes. sounds very <laughs> science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, was, I I wanted to ask because uh, one of the stated goals is to sort of uh, promote conversation among the sciences and the arts, and that seems to some degree what you have done with the 2.0, a timeline in which we don't go extinct. Now, something you tell us a little bit about your your work and sort of promoting that conversation in general. Yay! I am like raising my arm saying yay right now because you you just like nailed it. That's the point. The the Cumulo de Tesla group or the Tesla's cluster a collective. We are a bunch of friends that make some of us make science, literally literally science like I ha- we have a friend that is a astrobiologist for instance for real and that is like just like blew our minds every day uh but some of us make science some of us uh make literature or art or illustration or or art or sounds art and we all love science fiction we all are very curious and very creative and we started to uh, like five years ago maybe we started to uh gather together to talk and to like nerd out about stuff that we like from Star Wars to, uh, I don't know, uh, to why now the climate change has affected us. For instance, you know, like we talk about everything or why, why, why we love so much, uh, this book or this other book, uh, from science fiction or from fantasy, liter- fantastic literature. So that grew into a, a work group. And then that grew into this like very solid uh, collective thing. And here in Mexico, we have been doing like, we do talkings about science and art. For instance, we we did a series of conferences, uh, two hours length, which is a lot, but people were very, very uh, like interested in because the, each conference had a scientific theme linked with a literary think, theme uh, or, or, or artistic theme. And we, the, our, our point of connection, it's almost uh, always science fiction. So for instance, one of the talking was about Frankenstein and the, the whole, uh, Lord Byron and Villa Diodati thing linked with the fact that that year or the year before that were, where, uh, a volcano exploded and why they they were a, a whole year went in the north hemisphere went without summer and that how that influenced uh i don't know mary shelley and and lord byron and and uh, all the people in villa diodati because they they were gloomy and they were like not sun so we linked uh a story history with science with literature and what discoveries uh, influence Mary Shelley and stuff like that. For instance, that that is, we love to do that. So when I make this anthology, I I work very closely also with Cumulo de Tesla. Not only because uh, we we work together in everything, but because I needed to uh, like they to help me to gather material, scientific material to give to the authors, uh, scientific material for non-specialists. You know, like. 
hello, dear writer. If you want to write about virus, virus and viruses and bacteria, bacteria, you can read this and this article for the Scientific American or whatever. So, yeah, that that is the idea that uh, that was born and then became this anthology. This new anthology was in part product of those conversations with the Cumulo de Tesla people and the way of working, the collective collaboration which is very, very important and very horizontal. And I am very like drawn to that. It, it's also like uh, the result of having worked with that wonderful people. Well, that is, that is really fantastic. And it it is something that I also really want like on an academic level for us to do more of, which is trying to promote conversation between the disciplines because <sighs> we often don't. It's sort of like, you know, the humanities like sits mm-hmm. over there and then the scientists yeah. sit over there and it's like, but... But, like, we need each other. <laughs> yes, exactly. We have to dance together. We have to have parties together and have fun because, uh, you know, for making science, you need to be curious. For making literature and art, to, to, you need to be curious. You need to ask questions. And for make science, you also need to be creative. And, of course, to make an art, you need to be creative. But also to make an art, you have to be methodic and disciplined in some way, even even if it's little. And of course, for make science, you need the method and the discipline too. So we are not so apart as we have uh, became to believe in, in later years. You know, we talk about how uh, during 18th century and before that, uh, the science and the arts were buried together and were very in dialogue. So it's not like we want to go back. No, it's it's when we want to go further, but to re- rethink some stuff, replantear, like make new, make new statements and find new ways to be together because, yeah, we need each other, you know, and it's also it's way more fun to work like that. You you have no idea how wonderful is to have your scientific friend you know a call away and to make a whatsapp message like oh why is this happening and they are like oh this is happening because of this and that and you're in your short story you can be like huh i have that uh scientific checked (laughs) so you know it's it's really fun and it's i think i hope more people do that i hope as you said in academy we need that we need to be more um interdisciplinary yeah absolutely so I've got to switch us to one last question, which unfortunately is not directly related. So there isn't a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But the first A Larger Reality was uh, uh, intentionally published in both English and Spanish and features writing from Mexican-American and Mexican writers. And yeah. so I was really curious about sort of the process you you went through, and I don't mean like every minute detail of like, how do you do translation? I mean more <laughs> like the kind of the decision to have it be both and sort of figuring out like, how do we go about translating everything? Because I imagine some work was written in Spanish and had to be translated to English, but imagine yeah. also kind of went the other way. Uh, yeah. So you kind of, <laughs> which you don't normally have in a book project where you're going both directions it's usually one direction uh and so i I was really curious kind of about a little bit about the process of sort of making that decision and and yeah yeah well the decision was like i was thinking to when i was talking to friends 
that were all, already in the Mexican Initiative and I already knew from Mexico. I was like, let's make a book and let's translate our work and let's uh, give this uh, to the uh, English readers. And one of the friends, Ileana Vargas, said to me, why don't we make it bilingual? And I was like, oh my God, that's a fucking great idea. Because, you know, sometimes you just think I'm going to, show the work from Mexico into the United States, so I have to translate it. But wait a minute, if we are making a gathering of people from both sides of the border, border let's make it both languages. That way, everyone can read it. In Mexico, they, they can know people from the United States that probably they don't know, but also they know, they can know the work that from the same country, which is Mexico, that they probably don't know. And, of course, uh, going to the United States with a book with Mexican people, you have to translate it because uh, here in Mexico, many people read in English, but there in the United States or other uh, English uh, countries, they don't read Spanish. So it was between necessity, adventure, and also like a good idea, you know, like this is really bicultural. So I was in, in immediately drawn to the idea. And this year it was the same. Everything was in both languages, languages because I also have Mexican-American people this year, and it was great. Uh, it was not easy. Um, it, it's not simple to, to do that. Past year was very, very uh, like uh, lucky because many, many short stories were already translated. Some of them I had to make translated, but it was great. This year, literally, literally a, a guy from Japan, uh, Toshida, he wrote me and he said to me, if you want somebody to translate the material, if you are doing something, I can do it for free. And I was like, oh, my God, you you just fall from heaven. And he translated everything of, of the book this year. So, yeah, the decision was because of that. I think it's important to show it in both languages and to maintain that like dialogue, uh, the bicultural dialogue. Also, in a, in a way, I guess it is kind of connected to the previous question, the the desire to create dialogue between different, in this case, different cultures, uh, language cultures, but, you know, same, similar to the sciences and the arts. Yeah, 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 totally. Exactly. The, the thing here is let's communicate. Let's let's make a dialogue. And in the prologue this year, in the in the presentation of the book, which you can read in just in the ebook, you can it's not in the dynamic version, but in the ebook. I, I make a short, uh, like, foreword explaining exactly that. The dialogue between disciplines, the dialogue between people, and the dialogue between cultures. Because right now, the political situation, like, is not pretty. And right now, uh, Mexican, Mexican and Mexican-American people in, in the United States, it's having not necessarily the best time. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's important. Yeah, I think it's important, like, okay, we make art. We make science. We are connected to the world. We are not in a marble tower alone uh, doing our creations. We owe it to the society and to the people. So for me, it was very, very important to make it clear. I want the dialogue. We want the dialogue. We we make art, so let's make it accessible for the most people that they want it. And that is our like um, our bet, you know. That is our our work is there, and you can access to it, and it's for free, and it's in both languages. So let's create dialogues. Let's create open doors. Let's create ways to go and come and and communicate between disciplines, between people, between cultures, and let's make that for all the people that they wanted to 
to participate. Well, I am on board. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's hear what folks can find um, you know information about the works and also yourself. Yeah, well, uh, the new anthology, it's in a larger reality.mx. That's as it sounds. You you have to repeat the R because it's a larger and then reality. Everything is together. Just one word. Dot MX. And the, the past anthology is at the MexicanInitiative.com site. And uh, that you can see uh, the whole work that was uh uh, nominated for a Hugo, but also you can download uh, the the anthology uh, in different uh, formats of an ebook, uh, even a PDF, I guess, and you can download it in English or in Spanish. And the PDF it, it has both. Uh, so I'm gonna put by the end of the year. I I, I wanted to put both in the same uh, in the same. Uh, website uh but in between like, you can find that in in those uh in those two uh websites and uh, about me uh i don't know you can uh, you can read my uh, uh my short uh, you know bio in the in the new book <laughs> i am an editor i am a writer and i'm mexican <laughs> and i was nominated for a hugo yay <laughs> <laughs> i have a twitter at Tweet Libiesco. Uh, that is uh, hard to spell in English, but uh, I'm I'm sure you can put it in your uh, when you <laughs> when you put up the yeah it'll be in the yeah. show notes yeah, so that exactly. yeah in case in case people aren't sure how yeah we'll make sure they know where it is yeah, thank, you, thank you so much yeah <laughs> well uh, so thank you so much Libya for for joining us and telling us about uh, a larger reality and a larger reality 2.0 no thank you you guys for having uh, time and space for these projects. And uh, your show is fantastic, by the way. It's super funny. And uh, I am up, uh, I am all up for for all Skiffy and Fanti things and for Steely things also. So thank you really for, for this. And we keep in touch and we uh, hopefully we can, I don't know, we can some they make a collaboration or something more. <laughs> that would be really cool. I, yeah. I think for sure I'd be down for it. I know Jen would probably explode. Although right now she <laughs> she may say no to everything because she just moved. So <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Let let her uh, settle down and say say hi for me. So thank you guys and and really uh, this has been great and I love to talk about these things as you can hear. Like I am very excited and very like ah. <laughs> well, of course, and it, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. So thank you, and obviously thanks to our listeners for joining us on Signal Boost. Do go check out A Larger Reality, both number one and 2.0 um, at MexicanXInitiative.com or at um, alargerreality.mx. And goodbye for now. Goodbye. <laughs> If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash skiffyandfanti. You can also find us on our website, skiffyandfanti.com, and on Twitter at skiffyandfanti. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at skiffyandfanti at gmail.com. The music for this episode comes from Sphere by Creo. You can find out more about their music at freemusicarchive.org.